To a very special episode of Hobbit in Canada, which apparently is every episode that Steve's not here. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't notice that. That's how you lean into it when uh, when he's missing in actions. So. Yeah. No. Well, you know what? Fuck him. He's in Hawaii. We're in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> in February. It's not ideal. Like honestly, it's not ideal. So, uh, anyways, we are without Steve. So, uh, as always, I'm Tom. Mike, Ward, and Dan. So we're doing things exceptionally out of order today, which works really well for me because, uh, fuck it. So no, It feels really weird. I don't like it. I, I'm just saying. I'm just going to say it. I actually have a chair at the big boy table. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, normally, uh, yeah, we are, in fact, in Studio B this week, which is kind of exciting. This is our second episode we've ever recorded here, and the first one that uh, Mike has been able to join us for. Mm-hmm. So, how's it feel? Um, okay. Man, I was really hoping he was going to say <laughs> that it's like a new pair of underpants. At first it feels weird and restrictive, but eventually it becomes a part of you. Yeah, I was really <laughs> hoping for it too. But. Yeah, not going to happen. Uh, so, when dodging Wayne's World references, uh, what have you been up to this week otherwise? Oh, me? Um, let's see. Um, I painted up uh, and finished ten more in, in uh, Cessors. That's the... That's a troop one. That's your regular ones, yeah. yeah. Primaris dudes. Yep. Uh, finished up ten, 10 of them. Got uh, the Dreadnought is based. I just got some edge lighting on the black to do. Sorry. Some edge highlighting on the black to do. Uh, what else do I... Oh, I started the Dwarves, started the Skaven for Shade Spire. Fancy, fancy. Got a good amount in on the dwarves. Well, I feel like the Fire Slayer, like the four Fire Slayer models, yeah. you looked at that at this point, you're just like, I got this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after, after doing the 110 I got at home, yeah, this is nothing. This is, this is, this is, this is cruise control. Four is a walk in the park. Yes, it really yeah. is. <laughs> and uh, what else did I get done? Um, starting to put together the stuff from the Blight War that I took from you. So all my strong. He pointed at me. If yeah. anyone's wondering, uh, yeah. And what else? I don't think. I think. Oh, I'm working on my display board for the uh, out of the basement tournament, and that eaten up a lot more time than I wanted it to. But it's it's getting. It always does. Yeah. How close to working on train does it feel like? That's Ooh. why it, it's not very nice or comfortable. It sucks. That makes sense. Go. That's why you're slow at that one. Yes. Okay. <sighs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I paint figures fast. You can do terrain fast. There's, that's the trade-off here. Okay. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't even say that. <laughs> he just paints it. <laughs> I just. I just buy. Okay. I, I buy a lot. He buys terrain most expediently. <laughs> <laughs> he is so good at buying. Oh, that's true. Very true. And what about you, Ward? What have uh, you been up to? I have been cleaning uh, a few boxes of Rubik Marines. Ooh. I've also purchased a few more boxes of Rubik Marines. <laughs> Uh, I've also started baking for my Thousand Suns. Ba- what? Uh, I am now using the uh, the Green Stuff World uh, rolling pins. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And so uh, I think I'm going to steal a page out of Jeff uh, Painter's uh, handbook. 
And I'm going to do my Thousand Suns themselves with the Egyptian Roller. Yep. And then any demons that they summon will be using the Dark... Uh, the dark ruins uh, roller. So okay, so you could paint them very similar, but have like the different inscriptions and stuff like that. Yeah, the like the, the I'll paint the stones the same, but like the the inscriptions. Yeah, like you said, will be uh, slightly different for the ruins. So then we get some like glowing stuff coming out of the demonic ones. I'll pick out a couple specific ruins and add like a little color to them. I could, yeah, absolutely. So that way it's a little bit glowing. I was going to try to do also. On the Thousand Suns, maybe a little bit of a fade, so like the color got washed out of like the the wall sections that crumbled down on the ground and everything. So oh, neat. Yeah, so I baked a, a few pieces as a test piece to see how that would work and, and break up and everything like that. So to what, what type of putty pieces. is that? Fimo? Uh, sorry? Is it Fimo? No, it's the um, shoot uh, Sculpty World or Super Sculpty. Super Super Sculpty. So it was that it's kind my, of a flesh toned color. Yeah, it's, it's a beige. People used to do the mannequins and stuff for wires and stuff like that. So how was your breakup? Was it easy? Yeah, like you just snap it, done. Just rip it off like a bandaid. But for the record, <laughs> you really do need those uh, rubber washers on the end, otherwise. It looks horrible. The thickness will yes. be too much of a. It a varies because when you roll, you over you the roll, rollers, stop, yeah. roll, stop. So you get a wave if you don't use those uh, those washers. Yeah, to exactly. Keep the so and then uh, so you got to make sure you use your rubbers. Yeah, use, use your rubbers uh, for your breakup. Otherwise, <laughs> 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 smart plan. Bad news. Um, so yeah, I did a little bit of baking that for for a test, and uh, so I think I know what I'm going to go with uh, for that, and that's pretty much it right now. So. Keen. Um, you have really long bolters, hey Dan? Yeah, I built my. Um, I yes, also size issues. <laughs> they're not compensators. They're okay. they're flash suppressors. It's oh, different. Sure, that's, that's different piece of gear. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but the length is still quite impressive. Is that a stock piece or was that uh, plastic card? That's plastic tubing. Cool. Yeah. So I did um, for those who cannot read between the lines on that one, which is probably everyone. Um, my primaris intercessors with stalker bolters um, for the Raven Guard. I did some conversion work on them, so they're going to have um, some of the forge roll and specific resin upgrade kits and stuff as well. But in terms of the actual bolters, I gave them to make it look like they have heavy rather than rapid fire or assault bolters. I gave them like the big flash suppressor barrel extensions. Uh, did a couple of other minor tweaks and stuff to the barrels as well, like trimming down the iron sights because I felt. The giant iron sight almost completely blocked the scopes, and that seemed really counterproductive to me. So did some, yeah, did some work on those guys. They're all primed up and ready to go. And I built a few more Hellblasters. Um, do 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 do. I think I'm just about ready to start building some bodies of Eshers because uh, Aaron is bugging me. He bought Orlocks, and oh. he's built up. Um, he cleaned up the torsos and the legs and everything. Glued them on bases. And uh, he wants to play a couple of games before he glues all the arms on and locks in his equipment. So we're probably going to play a couple intro games with somewhat proxied half-assembled models until we log in our equipment. And uh, yeah, so we're going to start doing that hopefully in the next couple weeks and uh, maybe start playing some Necromunda for real real before too long. Not for play play? For real real. (laughs) This is serious, Tom. Are you guys going to focus on like 2D or 3D? Um, it'll right off the bat. We might be doing the two D just because I don't have a huge amount of the Necromunda terrain built and primed, and it's 
just in the interest of like um, testing out the equipment and getting some test games in faster, it'd probably make more sense to use the tiles, but uh, potentially still play some smaller games on 3D terrain. I just I can't cover a 4x4 board with that right now. Gotcha. So I honestly can't remember where I was at with the Nurgle in the last podcast. Had they been airbrushed yet? Mm, Maybe. No, I don't think they were. I have progress to talk about. <laughs> I think your progress last was you put everything together in a couple of days or something like that. Okay, fair enough. So I got the airbrushing done for... Not that I track you guys. Yeah, because I talked about how I was going to do it, and then I actually did it. So um, I guess the, the first part of progress for me was I got all the models where they'd already had the sanded and, and glue-sealed bases, which is about half of uh, the models I own and had assembled up to this point. Uh, I got them primed. And then ran out of primer on, like, the last model. Oh, perfect. So they were good. <laughs> uh, and then I got them airbrushed. Um, and it was basically just, uh, what is it, Elysian Green, Ogren Camo, and Ushabti Bone. That sounds like a thing. Sounds that like sounds right. Colors. That sounds like a thing. Yep. Um, on basically 20 Plague Bears, six, six bases of Nurglings, um, the Herald and Horticulus Slimux and three of six of the Playgrounds. So that is all done on them. Uh, and then I was like, okay, before I go any further, let's see how this is going to shape up. And I tried kind of emulating the, at this stage, the kind of Games Workshop style, give it the whole wash with one of their shade paints and immediately was like, this sucks. I don't like this. <laughs> um, I immediately regret this decision. Yeah. I immediately regretted it. So I was like, okay, before I go any further, I gotta like actually sit down and see if this scheme works. And I ended up just kind of doing some like spit blending, a couple manual shades in there, a couple quick little edge highlights, picked out the boils and stuff, and then gored the dudes up. And it was a pretty simple color scheme, but uh, by now, you guys will have seen it because I already had the models posted on the Facebook page. I'm actually pretty happy with how that turned out. It's like a really smooth-looking Plague Bear, um, which I like quite a bit. So, I guess I should have brought those models to show you fuckers. In person. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. Because we're all so nice to you all the time. I honestly thought I had shown you, but I guess I'd only shown Dan. Um, I'm special! I've been out of the loop for a while, so... That's fair. But other than that, so I got... Uh, six of the Nurglings, one of them is done. The other five, all the shading's done. So I just have to do the quick highlights and detail work, which shouldn't be much more than half an hour per model. So they're super close to being done. And I also got the one Plague Bearer done as a test model. So pretty decent he- he- headway on the army since last uh, last time we recorded, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, Unless you already had done that by the time we recorded, and then you have no progress. Well, I at least got the shading on the Nurglings <laughs> done in the last week. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, it, yeah, it would have been, because I, I remember specifically talking in hypotheticals about the color scheme for the Army, mm. um, and how I had no idea how it was going to turn out. So that was kind of a nice example of, like, roughly in my head, it worked out, especially how, like, I probably thought I was going to do it from the onset, but I should just never try and do stuff they tell me from White Dwarf articles for, like, the large part of a model. <laughs> uh, it worked really well for, like, the guts and stuff, like mixing the, uh, 
um, Blood for the Blood God with Blood Blood for the Blood God with, with Carbon Crimson. Yeah, I really like that kind of like a thinner blood mix. It worked really well in the smaller models, whereas like the Tamiya Smoke and Clear Red is really thick and really dark. So for like smaller bloody patches on models, I don't think it would have made as much sense. Yeah, but for your grid and clean ones and stuff like that, it'll. Oh yeah. fuck, buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you fucking wait. Um, I feel like the comma placement is very important in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty good progress, and uh, yeah, that's it, I think. So, I'm going to jump right into shit. I'm going to take my money because I never go first. Oh, um, oh he's I, just talking the whole light. Right? It's almost like I've got a, I'm on a podcast or something and like yelling at people online. So, I was looking for 40k terrain options because. I'm not Ward. I don't have, like, 30 tables worth in my basement. Um, and there's True. two things that I was looking for. I didn't want to spend a lot of money, and I didn't want to put in a lot of work. And ultimately, this came, there's a pre-order out for a Gothic Ruins set from a company called Game Mat, which is based out of Europe, presumably because it's GameMat.eu. Yeah. Theoretically, then, they would be. And so it's $149 U.S., so it'll probably be like 200 bucks, and I imagine shipping's probably going to be around 40 or 50 bucks. Gotcha. But it's large, resin, pre-painted Gothic ruins. And, you know, you guys at home won't really be able to see this, but as a point of scale, like, it comes with um, two really large buildings. Um, there are three, three yes. large buildings, two smaller ones. A bunch Compensating! Of, yeah. A couple, like, smaller ruins corners, so it's yep. like the standard kind of gray ones. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a look at that. Okay. Um, but one of the neat things it does is that unlike most of the ruin sets that you get with all of the arched doorways and windows, this actually comes with some filler windows and doors. So you can pop so them you, in, pop them out. You can pop them in for actual line of sight blocking terrain. Now, Ward, I want to show you something They else. look like really weird coffins, though, in the picture. They do, but yeah. they're obviously they're not. Um, but for a point of scale for you guys... You should make them as, as coffins. I should, but I won't. <laughs> But like, if you want to see like how big these things actually are, um, they dwarf a land raider. Oh wow! Those things are like twice the size they look. Okay. Oh. Yeah. No, they're huge. So you look at it at 140, 150 euro or U.S. dollars. So I'm probably gonna get a table worth shipped for about 250, and it will do a six by four table fairly comfortably. Yeah. Huh. You might not. You might not be ill advised to get. Um, a shipping estimate before you commit because if they're that big, fifty dollars for shipping might be lowballing it. And what is it, resin or? Yeah, they do also have a fantasy set as well with like cottages and stuff, all pre-painted. So there's a decent chance if I can get a break for bundling the two together, that set's about the same price, has a whole bunch of fantasy stuff. Holy crap! Okay. Um, so for you know five hundred bucks, I can have a great looking table to use for games like War Machine or C Company of Iron or whatever else as well as a great-looking 40K table, and I don't have to paint anything. Hmm. That's true. That's kind of a big deal, because as much as I like my giant pieces of terrain, like the I hate Skullbane Mance and everything, yeah. You, I probably use, like, five pots of foundation paint on that thing, which I'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. But yeah, so I'm really excited for that, because it looks really cool. Um, it's only pre-order, so I can't get a shipping estimate yet. Oh. Gotcha. Um, Do they have a release date? Soon, 
It's okay. just it just says pre-order. Okay. So I'm I'm just kind of checking back every couple of weeks just to see where it's at. Um, I'll let you guys know as soon as I can actually put that order in. But gotcha. I, it's going to be open up the box and have a a terrain or a table worth of 40k terrain just to hmm. play with. And what was the name of that uh, company again? Game Mat, and the website's GameMat.eu. Perfect. Hmm. All right, Mike. I can I can't even look right now. I got I got to stop my spending. See, oh, because you, you have to focus on the stuff you already have. I got so much going on. I got to just finish. That doesn't more. sound like fun at all. Just be like me and just buy everything. Uh, Ward, how many armies have you painted right now? I don't want to talk about that. Like, okay, ask gotcha. Me how many armies I bought? That is. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, man, you got another. So that's Mike an entirely and I, different segment for what you painted. <laughs> Mike and I on the way over. I'm like, hey, have you seen these? Like, are you going to buy the new daughters of Cain? Which I'm sure we'll talk about more later. And he's like, ah, I don't know. I don't think I will. And I'm just looking at him I'm like, dude. That means if you don't get that one, that's only going to be two armies of like the contemporary releases for Age of Sigmar that you don't have. And I list off the other ones, and he's like, actually, I've got the Overlords. <laughs> so <laughs> if it is a new army that's been released for Age of Sigmar since that game came out, he's already got it. Yeah. And... And Marathi looks amazing. Shut up. No, I don't know. I don't uh, see it. Where it gets even funnier is it's only two of them that aren't painted. Yeah. The Sylvanith and the Overlords. Because everybody's got a Sylvanith army, so you might yeah. as well not even paint it. <sighs> no, no word. I'm not like you. I will paint it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should get the daughters of Cain and make them the farmer's daughters of Cain. And then convert, like, little flannel shirts on all of them? No, no. If I was doing that, I would totally go, like, Robot Moon Farmers from Futurama. <laughs> but, oh, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do Marathi as Crushinator. Oh, <laughs> All right, Ward, what do you got? Uh, what's, what's caught your fancy? So many things. Um... I think the biggest thing that I could say right now that I'm probably going to be ordering at the end of the month is um, from Hexy um, is those Shadespire... Oh, damn it. I want those, too. <laughs> See, there we go. There we go. Uh, we'll buy stuff again. Thanks, They have um, some uh, hex terrain for your Shadespire uh, boards. Yeah. So they'll fit exactly the 3D terrain the upgrades. You yeah, know you're exactly. going straight to hell, right, Ward? Oh, you know that, right? I, mean, I absolutely <laughs> Yeah, know. just I, wanted to make sure you do that, too. I, Thanks, I am buddy. your dealer, so, I mean, that that works out pretty good. First hit is free. I should have known there was something First wrong. resin is free, and then after that, just charge you. Yeah. I'm. So. Have I talked about how amazed I am at the... The Shadespire guys for like, here's a game that's a two. Everyone it's it's released as a two D game, and they're like, screw that, we want to play a three D game, and they like, <laughs> as a fan base, there are several different manufacturers. There's even like files for three D printers. Yeah. So the people might have just felt like a little bit too close to BattleTech players. Yeah. And they're like, you know what, guys, we got to up our game a little bit here. We need to win. They named it slightly different. They're like the Shadow Pike Rune Terrain set. Uh, but there's like the wall sections. <laughs> there's like a Broken Angel section. Hmm. So it's only three terrain pieces. That but it's not expensive, works. right? No, it's uh, 19 euros. So 30 bucks, 30 maybe. maybe. If yeah. That, right? so. yeah, two sets worth. Thanks, buddy. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. the neat thing, too, right, is you're looking at it, and there's only three spaces on the mats on that actually yep. 
are obstructions. So, uh, and I've actually I've seen some photos. And actually, there was a guy who did some three D printing of files he found online, mm-hmm. and just them playing on the mat on like the the game boards with that terrain made the game look way better. Like it's really cool, and it's you kind of interact more with it too because like your guys kind of like hiding behind the cover and like it, lo- it looks cool it's yeah. really fun yeah exactly and if you can do that for 19 euros because I like 3D terrain more than 2D terrain <gasps> kiss a piece I know uh, and then the other thing is uh, I have a new mat that uh, is on order as well right now so. it looks an awful lot like my what? shiny awful, mat awful from who? lot uh, from Deep Cut Studios is it the exact same mat it did you order the exact already? same mat did you order uh, it was from Phil Phil oh. was putting in uh, an gotcha, order. Gotcha. Don't worry, Mike. I'll be ordering more mats this summer. <laughs> <laughs> There's never a question of if Ward's ordering more mats. It's just what month. When Did Ward actually check what I asked about that green radar map? He didn't, did he? I'm ashamed. No, he's lost Lost standing in my sight. Tom, I'm sorry. The green radar map with... Um, Drop fleet. Um... Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll anyways, you I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went off the rails. A little Failed. Bit there. Yes. Failed. Anyway, yes. Hexes for BattleTech on uh, my new mat. I'm excited. Very cool. Uh, for myself, for shut up and take my money. I'm actually pretty pumped about this. I finally got in my order for goddamn paint handles. They've been sold out since like <laughs> December. Oh, how many did you order? Five. Yeah, it's a good number. Figured a combat squad worth or a star or whatever. Five is a good number. Ooh, a star. That it's is a good a, number. That is good. That's double battle tech references in Did like you give me more? 30 seconds. What those? Oh, the yeah. I got, them, I got them before Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> me as well. There was one time over Christmas or in December where, like, because I was checking back every couple days to see if they were going to restock, and there was. There were some. I wasn't able to put in the order right away, and I checked back like an hour later, and they were sold out again. But this time, I got my order in. Got my goddamn paint handles. I'm excited. And also kind of angry, apparently. <laughs> I, got, I actually went to GW, and they actually had like a couple. They're like, hey, yeah, we got restocked like like 18 handles. And like I was like, okay, let me buy two more then. And then like right behind me, two other people like bought handles as well. So, yeah, they're just flying off the shelves. So. I kind of randomly lucked into one uh, when I was buying some Nurgle stuff at the store at Kingsway. And I'm just like, is that a, is that a paint handle? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I kind of felt like I was buying drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do my eyes deceive me? <laughs> what if they did a big enough shot this time? But yeah, either way, they so, were hard to get for a while. I'm happy that you have handles. Yeah, not just my love handles. Because I'm trying to get rid of those, actually. Quite successfully. Looking good, Dan. No. 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 <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, 100, I'm 183 pounds, Tom. That's too many. It's way too many. Dan? Dan? Yeah? Burn in hell. <laughs> As the official fat member of the podcast. Okay, so for those of you that have never actually seen us or talked to us in person, I am the fat one on the podcast. So, Mike? I'm right. Close I'm second. second. I'm second. You got a close second, but you don't officially have that title, so... Fuck you. <laughs> Look at that wart smirk. You should I'm, slap that off the brain down. I'm not, I just, would, I'm but I'm so fat and lazy. And I, and I eat so bad, it's ridiculous. So. <laughs> um, yeah, what yeah. else is I going to Just say? remember this. I used to be as skinny as Steve. I'll remember that. To be fair, so did I. Yeah. Metabolism changed after a while, buddy. We just didn't adapt. My, my, <laughs> mine slowed down 
a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, and back on topic in terms of other purchases, um, picked up Gang War Volume Two. Looking at as soon as they come out with a little bit more, as soon as they come out with a little bit more Necromunda shit from Forge World, probably put in an order there. Mm. Get some of the bounty hunters or some of the weapons packs. Let me know. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how they trickle out uh, their release schedule, but um, there will be Necromunda in the future. Yeah, oh. I have everything so far as well. Just nothing. I haven't bought Orlock. Yeah, I haven't bought the Orlock miniatures yet, but I got everything else. So we've got between the four of us here, and really, it's mostly anyone but me. Four of the two D boards to play on. I've got two. You have two. You got one. You got one. I got one. Yep. Yeah. Damn. That's so. eight D's worth of boards if you add them together. Plus, so many D's. I have three sets of old Necromunda. Three sets? Three sets. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Like son. the old cardboard and bulkhead? Yes, the cardboard with the plastic bulkheads. Yep. Stay tuned for a lot more erections than Necromunda happening in this podcast. <laughs> I, feel, I feel this is just GW now all the time. Well, not necessarily, and I'm going to stop you right there. Let's talk about Hawk. So TT Combat uh, has uh, released a bunch of stuff on their website now. So that's going to be our cold shower? Yeah. (laughs) It was like, we can't, we can't, we can't. It's like, especially when Steve's not here, we got to really find a way to, like, rein the Gita back in. Because it's really hard not to be a total fanboy right now. Right now, yeah. Um, So, yes, TT Combat, who picked up the uh, licenses for Drop Zone Drop Fleet, uh, have released a bunch of stuff on their website um, recently. Uh, so they've released uh, some drop zone models, so some new commanders that were hinted at a while ago f- have finally uh, emerged with some painting, and, and you can actually see what the full renders actually look like with paint on them. Um, f- one for each of the four factions. Mm-hmm. Nothing currently for the Resistance, unfortunately. Um, and then Wasn't there some weird Trachosaurus looking dude? No, we've got uh, oh. Commander Lieutenant Colonel James Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, it I looks cool. It's a Vitor. Vitor? Um, I don't know, but it's a fucking cool, like... I like how you almost, like, rolled oh. your R. Like, I thought there was, like, a dinosaur so. crawling little... I think that's the Scourge. That's Scourge. The Scourge. Oh. So. That's me. That's still pretty cool. It's still Truckosaurus. But it's a prop oh, plane. okay. With lots of missiles. It looks really cool. So I guess five character models now <laughs> came out. Yeah, you're thinking um, Rackon Krell. Oh, Mike just got really excited there. Yeah, he grabbed my phone and was just like... <laughs> 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 um, all over it. Wipe that off. Do you got a paper towel I can borrow for a second? Have one of these lotion and Kleenexes because I feel like you need some moisturizer. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but is it moist enough? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, God. So they they all came out. Uh, approximately how much are you on the site right now? About how yeah, much are they? Nineteen pounds. About nineteen pounds each. Um, and then they so also thirty five bucks a pop. But you yeah. know you're gonna get. We're in a different country. Yeah. So it's probably gonna be closer to forty forty five. I would guess. But they're Canada. big. But they're big. Yes. They like I would big. be surprised if. What. And I'm not currently sure on uh, what the TT Combat shipping model is, so if you have to spend X number uh, of dollars in order to get free shipping, like Hawk used to do, uh, or you spent £100, you would get free shipping. Uh, I'm sure most companies, I think, are going that route in some way, shape, or form, so you'd have to... With overseas, though, you never quite know what the shipping deal is going to be. Yeah, exactly. So And then customs might slap a few more dollars on it when it gets here, that sort of thing. Yeah, frankly, uh, in Canada, we get fucked on shipping a lot. Yeah, we do. But so. I'd be surprised if Meeple didn't have these. 
True, yeah. I, I would think so. Like, locally, the models themselves would come in. Uh, they also released a whole bunch of buildings and boards. Yes, did you see the boards? Oh, those boards look so good. good. Yes, the board. So like that, I think, would be harder to get locally. <laughs> so I don't think Meeple might not carry those items. They carry fat mats and stuff. They just charge appropriately. Mm. So, like, the the shipping car, shipping charges that would be incurred ordering normally kind of get rolled into the price a little bit. Yep. Gotcha. Which is understandable. Yeah. It's not, probably not going to be free for them to ship those large, heavy items either. Yeah, I mean, the fat mats tend to be... The, the disadvantage, I guess, with the fat mat is it's kind of unwieldy, like, size-wise and shape-wise. Um, and, again, it's it's a heavy mouse pad material. Um, the I'm excited about the MDF ones, though. Yeah, you the, see the MDF boards with the sunken uh, streets oh, for, and stuff for, like that? From TT? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that stuff, at least, I think, would ship flat... Uh, so yep. box wise, it wouldn't be Horrible. A, a weird shape. Uh, but again, MDF could be heavy, quite weighty, depending on how much gets shipped. All you know once all about that. Yeah, and a four by four, like four inch high board setup. Well, it's not solid. Yeah, sure, but it's you're still <laughs> looking at a lot of MDF for that board. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. It it does look very promising that they're investing more into into drop zone and their refocus is on drop zone. Um, I mean, Dropfleet had a lot of love recently with the, the Kickstarter. I shouldn't say recently, but more recent uh, with the Kickstarter and such. So uh, it'll be interesting to see myself. I'm sorry, GW has, has got me by the short, short curlies. curlies right now. Yeah, yep. yeah. So uh, I won't be investing any time in the near future, but I'm I'm excited that there is something at least coming out. The, yeah, the it, sarcastic part of me wants to say, "Well, order it now, and then you'll get it by crit, or by uh, summer or something." You know. Well, hopefully those hopefully those shipping issues are fully resolved by now. Uh, yeah, wasn't everybody? So. It was. It was just you. No, no, I was fine. <laughs> I got I was, mine. I was and you were good. I got mine two weeks after Ward got his. I think. Well, not the uh, Kickstarter, but even just regular ordering. Oh, from that Hawk. was a bitch. I won't talk that, about. That's that. more um, what I was referring to. Okay, yeah. the, I mean the first that was order, a joke. The first order that I did with hockey was amazing. It was here within a week, and then the last order was right with after the they company flipped change. over. Yeah, which was garbage. And then we were waiting like four or five months for yeah. for stuff. That was total bullshit. So, Calling you out on that one. That was a bullshit, guys. So I, yeah, I'm totally listening. Right now. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna wait and see and just like listen to like some of the forums and and group pages on when people start ordering uh, a bunch of the stuff from overseas and see if it is quite reasonable for like the shipping and and uh, and such in that regard and how long it does take if they have figured out those those shipping issues. Yeah, and I think for me, it's I'm kind of in the same boat. Like when it comes to Drop Zone, I love the game. Uh-huh. I'd love motivation to go back and paint those handful more models I have for my resistance and kind of get going with that. But it's just it's just kind of been in a holding pattern because we don't know what's happening with second edition anymore. That's a good way to put it. We're in a, a holding pattern. We're waiting for them to to call us. They down need to prove like themselves after the bullshit that they put a lot of people through. Is what it yeah, and they just need to. I honestly and, and you don't you don't feel like you can trust them right now. Not not that they were untrustworthy before, but it feels really shaky. Everything they're doing is this is slow down. This is stop. This isn't happening anymore. What's happening? What you're not going to tell us right away? Okay, uh, we understand, but. If you keep in that area of silence for too long, you begin to be a little leery of anything they do. Mm-hmm. Well, we just don't fucking know. We, we don't know I love what's it too. going on. I hope they get it right. I really do, but... Ho- it, hopefully, yeah. second edition is what it needs. 
that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. But good to see that there's new stuff for TT. Yay. It's promising. Yeah. And drop zone, drop the. If anything drop else, room. they've broken radio silence. And we we now know that they're at least doing something with the game. Correct. Yep. I would have preferred to see some sort of an announcement alongside it, but their Facebook and social media pages were just sort of like, hey, there's a couple new things in the just arrived section of the website. Also to but note. But we'll oh. keep an eye out. <laughs> Also, also to note, the building's the way that they... Yes, I... Hand up, let me talk. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's why I was, I was just pointing at <laughs> yeah, you, you talking. You were, you were. Uh, the buildings are promoted as... You can play it with uh, Drop Zone and Epic, they say. So the scale... It's true, because Epic is going to be, I think, 8 mil for the new version. Yeah. Oh, Forge, they are actually doing a new version? Forge World... Who knows when, because everything keeps getting moved and pushed back and whatever but else. Specialist but specialist games have, there's talk that, yeah, yeah. there will be an epic re-release. And the epic re-release, stuff. which will Could invent its own new scale of 8mm, just so all the old models aren't compatible. But, uh, right. <laughs> and but I think their models will also be a little bit bigger, so the Titans and stuff will be even more badass looking. Oh, that uh, interesting. Yeah, well, anyway, their whole new, other topic. Their new buildings also... Don't come with any windows in it, so Dan wouldn't have to paint any windows if you bought any of the buildings. <laughs> That's helpful. So that can speed up Dan's uh, building. Just open it quick, dude! <laughs> <laughs> the slow leak lid on the uh, pop is not super <laughs> podcast conducive. That's so, okay. I'd like to see one of the buildings, um, but I'm not going to just order one building. And No, you're going to order 40. And I'm not <laughs> willing to order 40 right now. Speaking of which, there is a new, there's a new challenge. We have to have an amendment to a previous podcast. Oh, my goodness, yes. So I need you all to hear this so that we can keep Ward honest on this one. So instead of the deal being if Ward can paint um, 50 buildings. No, you said 50 pieces of train. Whatever, 50 pieces of train. Um, By Onslaught, I would would play in the 40K there. Correct. Now it is, because I'm just going to say this. I kind of want to play in 40k onslaught, so it's going to happen regardless. <laughs> so now the challenge is: if Ward can paint up a thousand points of Thousand Suns, fitting, uh-huh. I will help him paint up those 50 pieces of terrain before onslaught. Mm-hmm. So now I have to decide: do I want to work on some terrain for the event, or do I want to make sure my Thousand Suns get done and put Tom to work? Do both. Do yeah, do no. Just do both. Why not Zoe Berg? <laughs> <laughs> well, concentrate on one first. Paint your thousand suns, mm-hmm. and then he'll help you make your triangle faster. And we'll make yeah, that's correct. That's true. If you paint the scenery first, then he can't help you paint the yeah. scenery. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what's the use here? I have a lot of scenery. That's what it comes down to. So, we shall see. But I was also going to clarify, like this, like scattered terrain. Each count is a single piece of terrain. Oh, uh, stop! Dude, I don't care. Whatever you want. <laughs> stop! Right? No, every, no, no. Every crate from the Necromunda box exactly. set. Every little console. Done. <laughs> no worries. The original deal's gone. Now it's just the thousand suns. Oh, son of a. You paint a thousand. I'll help you paint fifty buildings. I don't care. All right. Sounds good. Cool. Whatever size of terrain pieces you want, you build them. I'll help you paint them. Okay. One thousand. Points, points. correct. Which is probably going to be like thirty models for your rubric marines. Uh, just paint Magnus and Ariman. Magnus and Ariman and like two dudes. Magnus is like five hundred points. You can do Magnus, Magnus. Magnus and two, three squads marines would be 
points. I really want there to be a Thousand Suns player that's like a Tim and Eric fan as well. So that they can say Magnus Magnus and like hump the air while they're moving their <laughs> Magnus model around. Because the Beaver Boys, one of their moves was Magnus Magnus. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if anyone's gonna care about that reference, but it makes me so happy. I feel Steve would care, but he's not here. He's not here. <laughs> and he doesn't have thousand sons. So Ward, or any of you out there, when you move Magnus around, you have to say his name twice and thrust at the air, and you're gonna roll nothing but sixes. Well, which is bad if you're casting psychic powers though. Unless you're rolling psych- for psychic powers, then you're going to roll nothing but... Uh, Elevens. 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 Well, five on each die. Oh, no, you want eleven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That got weird. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Weirdly specific. I, yeah. I like how it got weird. This has been a fun, weird episode. I'm actually in a pretty good <laughs> mood today, so this is, uh, this is thoroughly enjoyable. So moving on from our cautiously optimistic for Hawk into... At least we're talking about him again. Yeah, They're, and it's not—it's not exclusively in a where the fuck did they go sense either. They're actually doing stuff. Um, Ward, you had the list too. Uh, why don't we talk about some new Shade Spire? Ooh. So Mr. Mike has both warbands in front of us right now. So why don't you kind of give us your first impressions of new Shade Spire? I, I, I. You know what? I really love the models. They're great. Uh, that's the only thing I've really had time to look at. I didn't even bust open the cards, but they look very unique. The dwarfs are slow, but it looks like they're going to be really hard and hit hard. And the Skaven look like they are so fast. I mean, everybody's moving three or four, maybe. These guys are moving five. And you can resummon some of the lower henchmen. So they could really dance around you a lot. They're going to be a very finesse. Uh, set, I think, but you, they look awesome. Do you think the Skaven are going to be more of like an objective-based force? Or something, or getting into your enemy's field all at once is not going to be out of the realm of possibility for these guys. They just move so fast. Like, five is fast. And they're going to be really cute, too, for a lot of... The one mechanic that I think will be really fun with a lot of the end-of-game um, objectives mm-hmm. is their ability, because the way that they're... They have a summoning mechanic which is similar to the undead, except it's restricted only to the three grunts. Yes. Your two kind of named guys uh, you can't resummon, but they come back anywhere on any starting point on either side. Yeah. So So, they could get out of control. You could have a rat problem really easy in this one. And your ability to, like, have... Leave one guy dead and then just... I don't know the exact mechanic for whose activation it has to be to bring the guy back if it's your leader. I think it's just the leader. I think it's Spike Claw. So Spike Claw, leave him till the end, and you can almost always ensure that your opponent is not getting those three-point objectives at the end of the game for not having anyone in their zone or being or or whatever else, right? Like you mm-hmm. just totally mess it up. Probably more easily than any other faction in the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh I mean I wasn't super wowed with the the Skaven models themselves compared to like the the dwarfs when they uh, initially showed both models. Uh, I think the leader definitely stands out quite a bit, but the more generic ones definitely they, they look pretty, more generic. They're very flat. They're like ah, it's a Skaven, yay! But I can honestly say this with the dwarfs. <laughs> the leader stands out because he's got his big axe, but the other guys are pretty standard. Yeah. 
I think mean, it's the same. I think it's the same theme throughout each kid. Is the leader is always going to be the one with that little extra pizzazz to him, right? They've usually got the most scenic base. Yeah, the most scenic base, the most decoration, the biggest weapon, whatever the case. But the other guys now who's compensating, Mike? You still are, Dan. I saw those bolter barrels. I'm sorry. I know you can see them from like a mile away. Yeah, right? uh, well, you're I, definitely overcompensating. I mean, like again, like looking at the the models themselves, like the bases. I think of the Skaven are are way better. Like it's oh yeah, sewer, I like the, I like those bases. It's cobblestone. There's you pointed out all the little rats on the bases themselves as well, which is awesome. Um, the dwarves are like uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. With you. The, the dwarf bases are eh, they're not great. And I and I don't I I'm not a big fan of the giant skull that yeah. the leader's standing on for the dwarves either. I'm just like, well, what the fuck is it? Like, okay, it's a skull, obviously, but like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why is there this skull that is? You're asking why Games Workshop is putting skulls on. Stuff. You know that they like skulls, right? I but really it's like the classic space. <laughs> it's the classic like space marine standing on a giant rock. It's it's there, so I stood on it. Maybe it's just me because I play video games and I try to climb everything, so I can relate to this. <laughs> <laughs> but back to things. Yes, the leaders are all different, but all the other guys are like that little grunty. They're nothing special, mm-hmm. but they're not supposed to be. Right, because the leader in Shadespire usually has the most things they can do, the most powerful. Oh yeah, whatever the case. So yeah. I, I don't Absolutely. think it's out of the question or done wrong. It's just the way it is, I think. But you know what? I still think the Skaven are better than you think. Our bases are good, Ooh. and uh, you should try for Varwise. It's, it's it's going. It's going. You, you don't make for really but good audio quality. Is honestly, I think I own more Skaven models than. <laughs> so I can say this without a doubt. I'm pretty sure you do own Skaven models <laughs> on me. So. Uh, but, I mean, the nice thing with Shadespire, too, somebody point, uh, somebody mentioned it on um, one of the groups that I was on. It, it allows somebody to to play in the realm of, of Age of Sigmar without collecting a full Age of Sigmar army, right? Yeah. I mean, the box set of this is 35 bucks, which is really reasonable, and you're good to go. It gives you a little sampling of, of mm-hmm. the models themselves. And, and if you own that army in Age of Sigmar, there is always rules that come out afterwards which lets you use them in Age of Sigmar. Which is super handy as well. So, yeah, yeah I I like it. I'm, And, I mean, locally, the Shadespire community is growing pretty big. There's... There was an event just like last Saturday that had about a dozen people at it. Yep. Uh, Red Claw, I know, is doing Saturday Night Shade Spires. Um, it'll be at Onslaught this year uh, as an evening event as well. So <laughs> it's it's growing as a community. And we've been doing Blood Bowl at Tabletop Cafe on Mondays, which you know I've talked about a few times, but the owner was actually there for the first time while we've been hanging out on a Monday. And he's like, should I buy and stock Blood Bowl? And we're like, no, don't worry about it. But you should get Shadespire. <laughs> so, yeah. honestly... A, do you know if that's an option for retailers to buy into one game or another without buying He said he can get Blood Bowl. Line? And okay. if you can get Blood Bowl, he can get Shadespire. You can get anything. That's cool. So, <laughs> like, really? Um, so, re- it's one of those things where Shadespire is a game that you can play anywhere. And being able to go into your bo- local board game cafe, sit on any table you want, Grab a sandwich and a beer and play a game, or organize leagues out of those uh, out of those board game cafes. Really opens up the market for this game. And now that we're up to six factions, and we should be up to eight probably within the next two months. Yeah, I think by the end of March, there's another two fa- the other two factions, the other Stormcast, the other uh, Reavers, are coming out. They're sticking to their releases. The question I got for you guys, as as I guess at least for Ward and Mike, because you guys both own everything, right? Yep, correct. 
Are you going to continue to buy everything? Yes. I don't see why not. The other one's going to be really cool because it's that flesh out too. I really want. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Buffing everything. Got a big doggy? Yeah, you get a doggy with the next Reaver set. So, as guys who both got into X-Wing basically at launch, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And you, my understanding is you both bought X-Wing from launch on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but eventually stopped. Yes. Yes for you. I I, I don't buy five of every ship anymore. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I just buy one of everything. I just buy one. Okay. So, and epic play ships, it, it's really dependent on like. Oh, I buy them all. <laughs> Dan's still committed. We can so. see him. <laughs> oh, I still can't find all my flying bases for the epic ships, which is a problem. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I have all of those still. So it, it's going to be the big the bigger ships, the bigger purchases will be a little bit more dependent, I think. But yeah. one of every regular ship just for like card variations, I think is is good. So, so. I guess really, so you think that. Buying one of everything is feasible long term for this game. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't think it's out of the realm of of it's uh, unlike my purchasing games. power. I guess. Yes. Well, so. I guess this is a couple of dinks over here. So, like, you got that going. Yeah, we are yeah. dinks. So that also helps out. And but the thing is, also, is with the X Wing, one of the things is it might have that one card that you really need, and that's why you would have to buy five of that one models. But in Shadespire, one of the I believe one of the rules is. They have to be all be different, right? You cannot double tap anything. You cards. cannot double tap anything. So you know what? Once you buy one, that's all you need. You don't have to go out and buy five, because uh, five is why I got out of X Wing, and I don't do it anymore. Yeah, okay. that was that was a little frustrating at times when there was a ship that you didn't want, but it comes with one card that you need four of. Yeah, and you're like, well, that's eighty dollars worth of ships to get to like a couple of cards. Yeah. And like yeah. I'm saying, because of that rule where you're only allowed to have one. You can only play one gang at a time. It's there. We go. I'm fine. I'll keep buying this for as long as it comes along. Yeah. Is there just as a hypothetical? Is there a rate of releases that you would start to question that? Like if they're coming out with a warband every single month, would you still buy it every single month? Uh, that might be too much, but honestly, I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's maybe every two months it'll come out. Is a way it's. But if they come out two at a time, I'm not even thinking <laughs> that. The I think the initial release schedule is is to get a bunch of different factions out yeah. and then, and then maybe down. and then slow down so like yeah. maybe every quarter they'll release yeah. a new war and, but you know what even at one a month is not 35 bucks is not going to push me over the edge for anything and, and I think I would question it if they started re-releasing several of the initial um Groups more like stormcast. Yeah, well, that is I mean, what's happening. I mean, a sec- right away. I meant I think, like a third one. Oh yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I think a second one because of their they were the initial starter set uh, models. I think that's okay. But if yeah, they came up to like, hey, this is the fourth fire slayer box of a different warband. I'm just like, yeah, I don't yeah. need four fire slayer gangs. Yeah. I can just play with one. Yeah. So for you, it's really going to depend on like if there's enough variation in the models to warrant it. I think so. So you can get excited with the models and the cards. Correct. I have a thought. You could buy doubles of the gangs just so you could paint them all like Super Saiyan style with like glowing blonde hair. I feel that that would work for the dwarves, not so much the Oh, fuck. That would be cool, <laughs> actually, for when the models just like when actually. They're when they're inspired? Oh. Oh, damn it, Dan. That's actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, even, like oh. even if it was kind of subtle, like with my orcs painting them up where 
like there's glowing effect over their eyes or something and yeah like give them like more gore on their weapons the big glowing green eyes and stuff like that the storm cast you could do like a silver paint scheme and then they turn gold or paint them fuck or paint them non-metallic ooh no. Upgrade them. Non-metallic. Ridiculousness. <laughs> Non-metallic is never an upgrade. So, yeah, that could be pretty interesting. Unless you're Darren Latham, in which case... It's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Anyway, I just thought I would try to find a way to ruin your... <laughs> ruin your life. But yeah, if you're, oh, if, you're looking at, if you're looking at Chainspire, like, locally, for sure, uh, it's, it's an awesome system to get into, and it's, like I said, it's picking up, and now with... Six different factions. There's a lot more variation. So, yep. and in talking about Necromunda and some of the other systems, there there are people that are saying that that four, five, six warband kind of territory is where it starts to feel like a legitimate game. Like Blood Bowl, right off the hop, similarly didn't have the full slate of official miniatures. So some people waited a little while, but once you get to that five or six gangs territory, like there's serious variety. You could play four or five games in a row without duplicating. Yep, that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think that's Necromunda is not quite there yet, and it's it really close. It hasn't it hasn't picked up. up uh, and there's a Problem there's is a couple is guys in the community that like they're like, oh, start Necromunda league, and it's like, ah, but the way I've been telling really the way I've been telling everybody, and we can save some of this discussion for a future episode on Necromunda. Uh, Necromunda. But, okay, um, but the way I've been saying is, if you're planning to start a campaign around July, now's a good time to. Buy your first set of 10 guys, build them up with fairly generic equipment, learn the rules, get your terrain going, and then when all the um, equipment lists in Gang War 3 drop, when the last couple of like uh, gangs drop, when um, the Chaos Cults or Gene Stealer Cults or whatever come in the White Dwarf, if you're basically ready to go and you have like your grunt troopers done and you're just looking to supplement that as the campaign goes on, I think you'll be in good shape to be like really hardcore going at Necromunda around June. Once the fourth um, house gang drops, because gang war three, um, I don't think it's I don't think it's um, known officially yet. If you're going simply by the order, my theory is the legacy gang rules Orlocks were the first ones listed, and they're the first ones that came out. Next one is Cador. So Cador were the, the religious freaks that they might, if they had a forge world upgrade pack with redemptionist bits. Oh, uh, they could do a two for one, and I might have just. I might. You know what, man? <laughs> that that's a two for. I'll double down on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if like that would be such a good release if they did a Cotter plastic box and then four drilled upgrade packs for the slightly more questionable hood designs and flame <laughs> weapons. Only questionable. I'm, I would I not be. It. I would not be shocked if they redesigned the Redemptionist garb. As a side note. I really kind of hope they do, because it was one of those things where, jokes aside, they kind of painted themselves into a corner. Yeah. Like, white robes look really good. White hooded robes are really not okay. But I mean, like, <laughs> well, the Redemptionists were generally the crimson red with the flame decals and stuff. They were the hot But there robes. were people that painted them white, and they'd be like, oh. ah, ha, ah, ah. ha. Yeah, and you'd be like, it's, A, it's not witty, and B, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think if they tone down the pointy the pointy hats a little bit and stick to those like masquerade mask creepiness, I think oh. that would be good. Because they oh, they had that before, but if they play up the masks rather than the hoods, I think they're in safer territory mm-hmm. for yep. sure. And, and then you can really paint them whatever color you want; it doesn't matter. And eviscerators and flamethrowers and all kinds of fun things. If the next one is sorry, Cador, yeah, I'm 
all in on that. I would love to do one of those gangs up. Yeah, they're one of the gangs that I always wanted to do, but I never got any Cotter mob or any Redemptionist models at all. The only one I ever painted was the Forge World Scale Redemptionist with the Chainsword. So it's really weirding me out because it's about what, like C-A-D-O-R? C-A-W-D-O-R. Okay, whereas I'm so used to War Machine oh, with, with like the K-H-A-D-O-R. <laughs> so I'm just like, what are we talking about right now? Because I was pronounced <laughs> it anyways. Yeah. Um, damn, it's weird. But that's exciting. But yeah, and I think, and returning it back to the original topic, I think we're, I think Shinspire is in that happy zone of having enough gangs that you could play like a full tournament without doubling up opponents if you got lucky. And that makes it feel a bit more legit. You're not just with that really small pool of the same gangs over and over. I think they've got enough variety that you can really go at it in a very interesting, non-repetitive way now. Mixes up your experience, which is important. Good, yes. It's good, and the models are great, and the rules are cool. Yeah, keep it lively. And I think for me, the the biggest takeaway is that six gangs in, and the way in which they inspire, and the kind of the nuance of the factions don't seem stale, weird, or OP. And I love this game in one where you play a card on them and they get super happy that someone's paying attention to me, (laughs) and they get inspired. It's it's really cool. There's a lot of. I was, I'm really, it was worried initially as to where they're going to go with these kind of mechanics. Yeah. And so far, to a place that's cool but not OP, which I'm really happy with. I'm, I'm interested to see once they release the new um, corn and the new... Um, it's like they reversed the first Marines. two gangs in the box, literally. Because it's going to be light armored, fast, storm cast, and heavy armored, heavy hitting... Reavers. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. okay. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just wondering about how they get inspired. Are they going to get oh, yeah. inspired the same way? As no, I'm sure, it'll be different. Different. I'm so. sure it'll be slightly different. I'm sure it'll be slightly Which is good. Okay. Hope so. We'll cool. find out in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Or maybe less. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Anyways, Ward, you've had a codex in front of you for the entirety of this podcast. Just waiting. He's been drooling on it. Did you notice that? It's kind of little. The pages were sticky and it was weird. <laughs> The motherfucking Thousand Suns! Whoa, so excited. (laughs) Now you know what we're talking about. So, yeah, um, I used to play Thousand Suns back in the day, and then I was dumb, and I sold my army. And then the new Thousand Suns Codex came out on my birthday this year, and I found it very fitting that... Just for you! This was a good time to get back into 40k. He is caressing the Codex right now. Much to, like, Steve's excitement, I think, and everybody else's, because now we're a 40k podcast. I don't seem to recall <laughs> Steve awkwardly caressing his Codex that much. This is, like, a whole new level. I, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm super jazzed. Like, Hand check. See, sticky. See, see, Dan? <laughs> the smell in my book. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's you, Wolf. That's um, all you literally. <laughs> so, yeah, so I am restarting my. <laughs> you guys are enjoying this too, though. Not as much as you, you are, are, dude. Or, or in, a very dim- in a very different way. In a different yes, way. Yes, very different way. So, uh, I'm restarting my Thousand Suns. Uh, as you heard earlier, Tom is also challenging me uh, to be painting my Thousand Suns sooner rather than later. Uh, so currently, I've I've picked up a bunch of the Rubric Marines because I've always uh, tended to to go with more of the Egyptian uh, look compared to more of a generic uh, army that has Thousand Sons in it. So I'll pay more for my rank and file troops, but it's because I like the look of them way more. And uh, this 
a reiteration of them is pretty awesome where they get extra armor if you're shooting me with a damage one weapon or and my my inferno bolts do extra damage and burst through your armor a little bit better so okay so that's like the old rules where didn't they have they used to have two wounds before wasn't there an addition where they got some sort of bonus against weapons that were strength four or less or something like that? Uh, that might have been in the way, way back machine, so... I'm trying to remember, like, three versus 3.5 versus four. Oh, so, I mean, I mean, right now, for, for an example, with the Rube Marines, your uh, Primus Marines are, like, minus one... Um, with their bolt rifles? With their bolt rifles, right? Yeah. Um, because they only do one point of damage... You would take away my armor from a three plus to a four plus, but because they only do one damage, I go back to a three plus. Okay. So I'll continue getting that extra. But if you get hit, save. but if you get hit with like a melt gun or something that's like d six damage, it full on negates your save. It, it'll okay. negate my save, but they all also have invulnerable saves of a five plus. Fuck you then. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do they have disgustingly resilient? Uh, no, no, they don't. They, they, do they of course, they do not. They do not. Because um, they're not the real chaos god. Ah, that was debatable. That's uh, why your response should have been, you're right, <laughs> but it's going to change. Uh, I changed my Facebook profile picture as well, and a couple people noticed. you got to change it frequently. Yeah. Oh, just different <laughs> pictures of thousands of <laughs> yeah. the, MS, the MS Paint photo of you eating soup is now gone. I know. It's it, been there for a while. Like two years. For a while, like yeah. two yeah. years. Was that for James that you did that? Yeah, I drew Dan, that. Dan drew a picture. He's like, he's like, we didn't take pictures of us eating soup, but oh yeah, yeah I remember here's a picture of us. Eating. Yeah, okay, now it's ringing a bell. Okay. So anyways, so I got a question for you, Ward. Yes, tell me more. So, what edition did you do your Thousand Sons and Army before? Uh, I want to say sixth, fifth or sixth. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was way more recently than I thought it was. I didn't do. I didn't do seventh. Yeah. Okay. I thought it might have been fourth. I don't think anybody really did seven. It was, was it back when you were working for the company? Yes. It was back when I was working for the company. Yes. No, that was the previous iteration. No, because I worked for Games Workshop Kingsway, and we painted up, uh, we each picked a different Chaos God, and that's when I got into the Thousand Suns by slash choice slash we each chose a different God. So Yeah, but didn't you like reprime them after that? Not the Thousand Suns. I was, Henry kept I was, getting reprimed. I was good for the Thousand Suns. Okay. Yeah. So that would have been third ed, or three point five or fourth. I feel like it might have been Ooh, fourth. Maybe I started that back. Then. I feel like it yeah, might have been fourth. fourth. Oh no, third even. I started back in third and probably sold at fifth. Well, edition. That sounds about right, actually. Because I remember making uh, demon prince with three sets of wings and didn't give it fly, and that was it hurt people's brains when they played against it. They're like, oh, "How come that demon prince isn't flying towards me?" I'm like, "Oh, he doesn't have fly." <laughs> like what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's so just gonna run towards you. Okay. So uh, that would let comics I saw now. Okay. So you, yes. you would have played the most between third and fifth, which really the only difference at that point would have been that they just got less characterful as as those editions went on. I would say so. Yeah, because <laughs> third, like as a chaos player who got in during three. Yeah, three and three point five <laughs> was amazing, where you could like tweak and you could choose bonuses and and really customize your armies and such. Uh, and then yeah, they just become less and less and. They, yeah. were, they weren't as exciting for me anymore, and I was just like, ah. Which kind of makes sense for the Thousand Suns to an extent, because you are supposed to be, like, automata for the most part. Just your sorcerers are kind of interesting. Yes. But even then, it was kind of lame. Anyway, so... But no, it was totally lame. Those books yeah. got increasingly terrible. And, and, and psychic phases didn't get exciting as the edition yeah, went on so, right? So. so looking at it, what you had then, and how you built your army then, 
What do you think is different about approaching a Thousand Suns army now? Um, bigger bases. Bigger, bigger bases would be one. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, Overcompensating. Uh, previous editions, you... You say that word a lot. You I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> I'm looking at you all, and I'm pretty sure it means what I think it means. <laughs> uh, you used to be able to take like, Havocs uh, and such in your armies. Um, so, again, dealing with uh, something that would be um, able to take out tanks. Um, yep. Characters, that sort of thing. Um, this one, um, they've kind of cut a little bit more of that away, uh, and so I can get like the the heavy tanks. Um, they've also thrown in a few more of like the newer um, pieces of equipment, like the Mauler Fiend and the the Forge Fiend. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are I like kind calling of... the Mauler Friend and Forge Friend. <laughs> <laughs> it is much more entertaining. <laughs> the Mauler Friend. Um, the forge. So things of that have slight, like slightly changed um, in the way of like the heavy support choices. I think in in, uh, in the book. And you have that like what is it the mutilith vortex beast or the f- and that and that's new into this one uh, into this codex. Oh, are you gonna get any beastmen? Tanzagors? Um, I would. I don't <laughs> think Tanzagors. <laughs> beastmen. Tanzagors. Tanzagors. All right. Tanzagors. Home of the Tanzagorbarians. Yeah, there you go. Um, I would get them over the cultists, personally. I think that's more fitting to the go The Kyrak Acolytes. Yeah. Uh, they're just ca- called Chaos Cultists in the book here, oh. so I'm just like... Well, that's not as cool. No, not at all. So I'm just like, uh... If I want to go more th- more themed again, like I said, like I like the Egyptian-like look, so uh, I'd avoid the cultists and I'd go with the... And you the could play a Beaky Army again. Uh, it's weird, like, I'm not super into Beaks... You were never a beaky guy? Not really. Like, beaky helmet marines, I, would, I fucking hate Thousand Suns should have Mark IV and Mark III armor anyway. Correct. And um, I love Mark III armor. So. Love it. Love it. Oh my god. Love it. So good. <laughs> um, in this edition, um, you also have a Primarch. Yeah, you which got... Which is totally different from a Primarch. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Fair. So, that's... Cool, <laughs> and, and he is he is pretty awesome. So I haven't bought uh, Magnus yet, but he will be a purchase for sure. Are you buying Forge World one or plastic one? Uh, both. <laughs> I'm right <laughs> answer. <laughs> so, uh, oh man, all my high fives are so weak today. Um, I feel sad. I even tried. It. I know. <laughs> Wash that hand. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I was stroking. You too, Ward. <laughs> um, God damn. So I think I'm going to go with uh, a lot of sorcerers. Uh, I think that I'm shocked by this. Yeah, the the psychic phase. I'm I'm uh, I'm liking this edition um, way better. Uh, with that, hey, you can cast two spells. You roll some dice, and if it goes off, hey, awesome. So they can they can try to deny the witch, and I've got so many guys that can do that. <laughs> I feel that it'll somewhat work. We'll see. What are you laughing at? Just like you can roll some dice. Hey, awesome! <laughs> it's like it. I, it feels more fluid. Like going through the, like the book and the the eighth edition rules and, and such. He's, he's stroking his book and I, talking about fluids. This uh, is weirding yes. me out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm very excited. Hey, awesome! <laughs> <laughs> and they have three different psychic d- disciplines actually, which is really good. Oh, cool. Do they have like the biomancers and the 
like telepaths? <sighs> Are they following like not, that pre-heresy no, occult? No, unfortunately oh, not. That, that would have been, be cool. that would have been really cool as well. Uh, but depending on like where your character that you choose um, falls. So like my demon princes have a different discipline than um, my my alakites, that sort of thing, right? Okay, so, so your squad leaders aren't having the same level of powers as your big boys. Not so much. Okay. So, but as we figured out earlier, so Ward's looking at me. He's like, "Smite sucks for Thousand Sons." I'm like, "This can't be a thing." <laughs> and he was looking at the unit leader. Uh, sorcerers, yeah. who on the regular casting do one mortal wound, and on the the higher casting just do three. D three, yeah. Or D3. Instead of D three and not a six, sorcerer, yeah. Sorcerer, yeah. Something like that. So, but that's just these fucking unit leaders. Yeah, <laughs> like they are going to be the, your capacity for throwing smites out for days is staggering. Yes, and isn't it? Aren't the Grey Knights in a similar plane where yeah. their squads aren't as powerful as full-on librarians? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and There's then, precedent for that. I like it. And they're also the blo- uh, the Brotherhood of Sorcerers. So if I have a, uh, a uh, why can't I think of the word right I now? I don't know. We're trying to figure out what you're trying to tell a- us. You're the one the book. We're not going to touch Battle it. Battleforge. That's the Battleforge army. Uh, it increases all the range of my psychic abilities by six, another six inches. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So, no, that's huge, dude, because yeah. you're smiting from 24. Yeah. Or it's the dirty player now. Did you know that? It's okay. My, I just am going to smash him with my rotten flesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Are you talking about 40k still? That sounds bad. I'll leave that um, for you to decide. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, what I think that I'm going to have to really kind of go through and try out is to see what I can uh, add to the army that can take out tanks and heavy hitters, such as another Magnus or another Mortarian. Like, we're not playing against guys, right? So, oh, he doesn't mean trying to find I, a way to take two Magnus. Yeah, that's no. what I was like, shit. I'm pretty... You can't do that. He really although, is a dirty player. <laughs> although reading the book that I'm reading that I can't remember what it's called, um, there he was where he's trying to gather up, like, the shards of his soul... There's kind of like multiple Magnuses. Mm. Or maybe Magnus, the true secret of Alpharius is that it was actually Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> How many Horcruxes does Magnus have? That's a good question. <laughs> um, so going through the, the book itself, uh, I might go with like tanks to see how that actually works. Uh, Hellbrutes is another option. Or I might deck out a whole bunch of Demon princes. And Have you checked to see if there's any interesting units in the um, Forge World Index Chaos that appeal to you? Um, not Index Chaos from Forge World yet. If it has the Leviathan Dreadnoughts, then maybe? I think there's Hellforge Leviathan rules in there. You'd have oh. to convert it. Which would not be a small project, just because that's not a fucking small model. No. Like, uh, I have him in pieces over here, and he is ridiculous. Um, I was thinking also, like, a, a Renegade Knight would be cool, because I did that's pick up, um, at LVO this year, I picked up a Anubis head and a Kopesh uh, close combat right, weapon. for the knight. So I will be adding a knight um, as well at some point. Painted pre-Heresy Thousand Color Scheme. So, again, it can tie in with... Uh, with the Thousand Sons themselves. Yeah, that's really um, cool. Damn then, it, now I have to do a Renegade Knight. And then with... <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, but if I did went the Hellbrute route, um, Forge World also had... <laughs> I like your grammar. Go on. <laughs> Brute Hellbrute. He did went there. <laughs> he went there so hard. 
Fort Bolt has some awesome Contemptor Thousand Sun Dreadnoughts. Um, so I was thinking about picking up some of those and using those. You say that plural. Numbers. Do they have two? They have two different versions. Okay, I don't know why, but they have two. One, because they are one all fairies. Ha- one has We've a Kopesh close combat weapon, and then the other one just has fists. I think so it's probably the same body, maybe grab. just different no, arms you can buy. They no? look different. The, the headdress is different on, oh, on both really? of them. Really? Now you gotta Google Aren't that. I'm special? looking that shit up because mm-hmm. I like contemporary. you're special. Because I am. Just for you, Ward, by the time you get a thousand done, I'm gonna try and have two thousand Nurgle done. I haven't even started yet. What's with all your guys' Nurgle stuff? I don't understand. Because it's obviously the best Chaos God. <laughs> you just like, don't know how to pick it right. Like, Right, Mike? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yes. We can't help it if his, his judgment is skewed. This it's not guy's, our fault. This guy's hat is way bigger. Doesn't he look awesome? The Osiron pattern contemptor has this a much is good podcast. You has right? a much bigger hat because <laughs> we're true. all looking at the same it, computer screen, right? And talking simultaneously. It, noises. It, it is all about the hats <laughs> and everything. So, um, yeah. So again, I'm gonna go. I think with a, a very elite army for the Thousand Suns. Um, not taking a bunch of the cannon fodder. Yeah, look at that hat. It's amazing. <laughs> Put it up to the microphone, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. Everybody um, can see that one. Wow. So, again, I'm going to go with a very elite force because, again, if I manage to uh, get a um, list that I'm happy with and make it down to the LVO, uh, packing and taking an army would be a lot easier with a smaller model count. Yeah, I am not looking forward to that. Um, okay, Ward, I do have one more question for you about your thousand cents. Okay. What is your plan to stay on track with getting the army done? How are you trying to try and motivate yourself to... Yeah, how are you going to do that? I'm, I'm not even being a dink now. A lot of Egyptian stuff, actually. <laughs> so, like, movies, and even though there might be shitty movies, just having, like, the... So much Brendan around. Fraser. It could be a lot of Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and some Tom Cruise now. Oh, I haven't seen the new one yet, so I heard bad news. because uh, it probably suck. Exodus, Gods in Egypt is on Netflix now. And I'm also playing Assassin's Creed Origins. So oh, okay. <laughs> I feel I'm like oh, I'm playing this. I'm like oh yeah, I'm excited for my Thousand Sons. I better go back to work on them. So I like it. Hopefully that works out good. And um, and like actually painting. Yes, exactly. So and and being <laughs> excited for things of that nature. I pick. I've been um, working on a lot of blue. So hopefully we'll have a good color scheme going here right away. Again, more of like a bluey teal. Uh, which seems to be the new look for the Thousand Suns, a lighter color compared to like a darker blue um, that was existing before. So I think, I, honestly, you can just straight up go with the Thousand Suns teals they released. Yes. With uh, like a Sotek green base. They're very similar to the P3 turquoise colors, but I think I, I need to compare them a little side by side because I still need to find a Hawk turquoise that is like exactly Hawk turquoise, you know what I mean? You're not going to find that in P3. I know, but that's why I bought the new Thousand Suns paints, and I haven't tried them yet. They're real good. I use them all the time. I love them. They are very, very vibrant colors, yes. whereas the, P- the P3 teals are often a little bit more subdued, Yeah, which has many great applications, don't get me wrong, but the... Uh, it's hard to add vibrancy back to a paint once it's gone, and by uh, hard, I mean yeah. impossible. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> so, there you go. They look solid. Okay. I look forward to, I honestly, I'm really jazzed to see some models getting worked on, because I think that you can get really striking paint jobs for those army, for those those models, Mm -hmm. without too much effort. And like you did the painting lessons at LVO, you got that really good turquoise scheme figured out now. So I've I've got some different ideas right now to hopefully run with, and overall they'll be relatively clean, I'm going to do a couple scratches, I'm thinking about making wound markers, which is going to be just little piles of dust. 
um, to do my my tallies for my characters. I which, like that. Which could be kind of interesting. You'd have to just like buy a couple extra characters and have like a, a piece of them that fell off. Because <laughs> they're like automatons. Well, uh, what does Steve have? He has a bunch of like the um, copper slag for sandblasting, which is yeah. like a very glittery um, black uh, texture. So I'm going to, I think, grab some of that from him and, and sprinkle up like a cone of it on a base and yeah, that'll be all my wound markers and do up a bunch of those guys. So yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be neat. And then scratch cool. scratches, and then overall pretty clean. I'm just gonna do a little bit of dust on their feet for what they're walking on for the bases, and then yeah, bases cool. will be relatively simple. But, I like the sound yeah. of that. And I think if you do any demons or other allies, I think getting some of those green stuff world airbrush like um, the paints with the Ooh. chromatic color shifting effect. Yep. Doing, I think, really thin layers of that over top of the demon flesh to get that kind of shimmery look. I think that could look super cool because those paints they go on thin. You have to build them up over multiple layers anyway. I think you do have if you, you tried do them. them yet? No, because I'm not ordering them in winter because I don't want yeah, them to yeah, yeah. freeze in transit. And they sold out of the Avio super fast. Yeah, but um, that is definitely on my uh, to do list. Is get some of those and um, yeah, I think for painting like silver tower demons and stuff like that. That might be good on the vortex beast too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. so. But uh, I think that'll be a fun thing to play with, getting those yeah those color transitions and just that little kind of subtle demon flesh texture to them. I think that could look very magic-y. Ooh, magic And be real easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> cool. Any any last thoughts on your Thousand Suns? Or... <sighs> no, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, really? I blame Steve. Steve, you're an ass. So for being both being in Hawaii and making sure that we're all pumped about still 40K. being brought back into 40k. Okay, so if there's one lesson we can really take from this, it's fuck Steve. Fuck Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really don't know if he listens to these podcasts that he's not on. We'll, we'll probably sure. find out after this. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> we will. We 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 truly truly will. Um, anyways, until next time, this has been another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. <laughs> I'm Tom. I'm Mike. I'm Ward. And I'm Dan. And I guess play some games and paint your fucking models. And fuck Steve. And fuck Steve! <laughs> <laughs>